Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I think it is probably still quite hard for people to admit to being lonely. I think just because of the fear that people will judge them. But what I found is the more I talk about it openly, which is why I've just said it with such ease because I've kind of been doing that for the last year or so, the more other people say, oh, me too. Welcome to Honesty Box, where we find the answers to the questions you thought were off limits. Hello, I'm Alex Beard and welcome back to series two of Honesty Box at the Balance Club, where we ask the questions you want the answers to, no judgment and no topic is off limits. As always, if you'd like to submit your own question for the series, you can do so anonymously and super easy at www.thebalance.club. Just click on the podcast option and a question box will pop up for you. This week we're discussing friendship, specifically in adulthood. I think the first time I had to make friends as an adult was at university and I failed spectacularly. I don't have any friends from that period of my life. I comforted myself with the phrase, I have enough friends already. But since then, new friends are coming to my life and I wouldn't be without them. But actively seeking new friendships in adulthood can be daunting. Helping us with this topic is Radhika Sangani. Radhika is an award-winning journalist and author. She has two novels out already, Virgin and Not That Easy, and her third novel, 30 Things I Love About Myself, will be published in January 2022. She regularly writes features for The Daily Telegraph, The Guardian, Grazia and Elle magazine. She's also an influential body positive campaigner and founded Hashtag Side Profile Selfie, a movement to celebrate big noses, which has reached millions. So the question we're pulling out the hat today is how to make friends as an adult. And obviously I found you by kind of Googling that story and then finding that you sort of wrote about that quite a lot. What prompted you to kind of consciously go out and try and make new friends in your late 20s? So I think it was probably something I'd always been aware of in my 20s that I just didn't have this like dream group of friends I'd always wanted like I had good friends at school I had good friends at uni but I never had that group that I felt like truly got me maybe that's just an idealized thing I had in my head from watching tv shows you know stuff like friends but I think I always just felt I'd never really found that and I had moments of it but then in my 20s it just became really kind of glaringly obvious that I didn't have this amazing group of friends I'd always wanted. I think just because I was sort of, you know, lots of my uni friends went to live abroad and my school friends, we just didn't have as much in common as we used to. And it was this thing where I just suddenly thought, like, yeah, I have people to go for a drink with or, you know, a dinner after work, but I don't feel like I have anyone to actually call in a crisis. Like, who am I gonna call at 3 a.m. like when I'm crying? And there was just, no one who really jumped to mind 
and I felt really sad about it but then I also just thought you know like it's not too late <laughs> like I can do this I can make new friends did you find that daunting though because you know as kids it's as easy as walking up to someone and being like do you want to be my friend yeah I'll be your friend sure and like it, as, as an adult it does feel more complicated. I don't know why it should be, but it does. I guess the thing that's hard is there's no obvious place to meet these friends, right? Like, you know, at school, it's obvious you can be friends with people in your class. At uni, maybe starting a new job. I decided to do this just as I'd gone freelance. So I no longer even had an office full of people to try and be friends with. And I was just a bit like, the thing that felt most daunting is where do I find these people? Like, I'm quite a confident person. I think I could... I felt like I could probably manage trying to, you know, suggest I go for drinks with someone, but I just genuinely didn't know where to find these people and that was the hardest thing. So how did you go about it then? Um, so I think it's funny, like talking about it now, it sounds like I made it this massive mission and I don't know if I consciously did at the time, but it kind of became that. I just, I basically told myself I have to make more of an effort just in everything. So at yoga, um, I would go to yoga classes and I would just kind of hover around at the end and I'd get there early and I would just sort of like, you know, normally you just leave a class, whereas I would hang out and I'd just be a bit like, oh, that was a good class. I don't know. It sounds stupid now, but I would just start chatting to people next to me. I started chatting to like the actual yoga teachers. Um, weirdly, I've now become a yoga teacher a few years on. So it's like kind of sparked a whole thing anyway. But um yeah, I started making more effort. I started speaking to people. I basically think if I had a situation where I met someone and we would start doing small talk, I just took it a step further. So as opposed to just being like, how are you? Oh, you're good. Okay, great. Bye. I'd be, I'd actually ask a real question. Um, and I ended up becoming friends with my neighbors. I, I ended up going into an office. I went into BBC Three as a freelancer and I just made, I was like, hey, there are lots of young people here. I can make friends. And I just made this massive effort to actually speak to people, ask about their lives, talk about big things as well, kind of share how I actually felt if I was having a difficult day rather than just, you know, gloss over everything. And slowly I started having um, kind of, I guess, a, a list of people in my mind who I could message and then slowly suggest I go for coffee with, and then suggest I go for drinks with. And you kind of, you, and I've, I've read how you've written about this and you use the phrase being open to new connections. Do other people have to be open to new connections? You know, you're just approaching people who might not have started their day going, I might make a new friend today. They don't necessarily need to be in the exact same wavelength, but they have to be open to it, you know? Like there are people who you'll act they'll ask you how are you and you answer honestly like oh I'm actually really stressed today this thing went really badly and they'll kind of freak out and close up that's not going to be a new connection but if someone is maybe a bit surprised but goes with it and is like oh right okay oh that actually happened to me once then you know that creates a connection and you said you were kind of being quite honest and sort of tabling something that was perhaps a bit more vulnerable is that quite important was that also quite scary to kind of just be like oh, bleh. you know <laughs> here's a little bit of me here's a bit raw do you know what I actually think vulnerability is the most important thing when it comes to making an actual connection obviously to you know meet someone in a yoga class and go for a coffee afterwards you don't need to be vulnerable but to make that a true friendship that goes from just being coffee to actual friends you have to share and I actually one of my favorite stories is I was at one of my friend's weddings 
and I was sitting on the table and there was this girl I'd never met. She was, I don't know, the groom's colleague's girlfriend. So she was just a plus one. I was friends with the bride and we just started chatting. And the first thing we said to each other was, oh, we, we realized we were both freelancers. And she was like, isn't it lonely being a freelancer? And I was like, oh my God, yes, I'm always lonely. And literally two weeks later, I was visiting her in the Cotswolds. I, I did an actual sleepover at her house the first time I met her, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and it was so intense, but it just worked because we'd been so honest. And how many of those people that you met in that time and going forward, would you say are still in your life, are still friends that you value? I'd say majority of them, um, maybe like three quarters of them. If, you know, some of them we just, uh, you know, life gets in the way, they've moved countries, maybe we didn't have as much in common as we thought. Um, the ones I met at BBC Three, they're, my, they're now like my absolute best friends, who I call at 3am crying. Um, the and the others they're all still in my life yeah what I thought was really interesting is that in reading about that year is that you successfully started platonic relationships with men and I kind of resent asking this question because of course we should be able to have you know friendships with the opposite sex but how do you go about that without it being misconstrued I think clarity um you know I I know it's weird because like for me if I start being friends with a guy I don't want to automatically assume either of us is interested so I don't want to have this honest conversation of by the way we're just friends because it feels a bit you know arrogant or presumptuous um but in the end I would just overshare about my love life um (laughs) and that just you know it just friend zoned them instantly um and if ever there was a moment where something would come up that I I get it never really happened but maybe with one male friend there was a moment and I just sort of said, no, no, no. Oh, I know, he, yeah, it was a friend from improv. He asked me out on a date and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just don't see that way. I'd rather be friends. And he was like, you know what? No worries. And we've, we're really good friends for two years. Oh my God, how refreshing. <laughs> and he just didn't seem to care that, you know, he, he initially wanted something romantic. I said no. And he was like, I like you enough to start a friendship. I mean, that, that all sounds massively positive, but did all attempts at friendship work? Oh, probably not, definitely not. But I'm, I'm struggling to think of some now. I suppose, look, there were no disasters. It was more just maybe I would try and it would go nowhere. It was normally, say, I would suggest going for coffee and it just never happened. You know, like nobody's free. No, the other person wasn't making as much of an effort and it just trickled off. Or there were there was one friend who we, actually got quite intense. To me, to me, she was just someone I wanted to, you know, she lived in my neighborhood. It was easy to meet up um, just for the odd coffee or drink or whatever. And she actually um, became quite needy. It sounds like I'm talking about a relationship. And we had to have a conversation where I, I had to talk to her about and explain that I couldn't give her as, as much as she wanted. And I suppose that is the thing. When I kind of going about friendships in this way and doing it in quite a conscious, thoughtful way, they do become a bit more like relationships, you know? Like you do ask someone out, you do think about, are you compatible? You do have conversations along the way, you check in, like, is this friendship working? Do you feel like you're getting enough from me? And I don't know, maybe listeners will think this sounds a bit intense and a bit weird, but that's really what all my friendships are like now. They're just very honest. And so did you ever start those friendships though, being like, I'm looking for friends? Or was it, did you let it start much more organically than that? Was there ever that conversation of like, I'm, I've, I've got some spaces in my life? Probably would say something like, um, I would, you know, 
I'd actually love to have more friends in the neighborhood. It would be really great to catch up. Or I'd love to have more friends that are also creatives and also freelancers. I'd maybe just say it a bit more like that. So it wasn't as, <laughs> as like, hello, I've got no friends. <laughs> so it's all, it's all still based around that shared experience then, isn't there? There is that one commonality with, with everyone that you've kind of connected with, be it a freelance life, be it neighborhood, be it yoga. Totally. Yeah, there's always something, I think, that kind of brings you together. And even if it ends up not being the thing that connects you five years down the line in your friendship, like, you know, me and my friends, some of us, we never speak about work anymore. Um, And maybe work was what connected us. I think it's just sometimes you need something to start. Um, But actually, something I haven't actually written about yet, so you may not know, is I have, in lockdown, made the most amazing group of brand new friends. And I now hang out with them basically like almost every day and it's just been the most amazing thing how's that happened most people would not say that that has been a result of lockdown so when lockdown began last year i live alone and i have never been more lonely in my entire life like as much as i've made all these great friends they all live across london i couldn't see them i it was horrible just so awfully lonely and then i started the weather got better i started sunbathing in my built i live in a sort of block of flats we have a shared garden i would just sunbathe and then i met my neighbor sophia and turns out she's been in the same building as me for five years she's a year younger than me she's a photographer she's super cool we'd never spoken and a year on she's basically one of my best friends we voice note every single day i see her most days for a cup of tea And it's just been the most amazing thing to come out of lockdown. And then we found out there's some other people living in the building that we'd never spoken to who were kind of our age. And we started this tradition of doing Friday night drinks in the garden. And we're all such good friends. And then it kind of gave me this confidence. So then when I was walking around in my neighborhood and that, you know, there were times when we could have outdoor coffees, those luxurious days, um, I would kind of, if there was someone near me also working on a laptop, I would kind of smile and maybe we'd start a chat. And then I ended up having all these friends in the neighborhood who kind of went to the same cafes and some of them have become really, really good friends. And these are friends I did not have a year ago. That's amazing. And and quite rare, I think, for living in a city because on the whole, people are heads down, get about your day. How much is self-confidence part of that? Because there will be people listening to this who are like recognising themselves that perhaps you know, they, they would like more friends in their lives, but perhaps feel that they don't have the confidence to do that. I think that, I guess that is a hard one. Look, the one thing I would say is you don't have to just go over all kind of, you know, guns blazing, like, hey, this is who I am. Let's be friends, a massive extrovert. Or, it sounds a bit cringe, but most of these connections have started with a sort of smile, like an awkward British, hello, we're both doing the same thing in the same place smile. And it's just kind of carried on from there. So I think even if you're just open enough to look someone in the eyes and smile at them, it can go from there. Maybe the other person will say something or maybe you'll both be in the same cafe a week later and then you'll say something because, you know, it's kind of built up. It quite hard. You said it was such ease earlier and I think it's great. And it, But you said, I felt really lonely. Do you, is that something you would have recognised in yourself when you started this journey back in back in your late 20s is that something you were comfortable saying no not at all oh my god my whole life I thought it was so embarrassing to admit to being lonely um to me I think when I was a teenager if someone said they were lonely you'd automatically think oh my god you've got no friends you're not cool and as you know childish as that sounds it's probably stuck in my head 
and then throughout my 20s I would be embarrassed to admit I felt lonely it just feels really taboo and in recent years it has got better more and more people are speaking up about it you know people talk about mental health they talk about how loneliness makes that worse um there are campaigns it's more of a thing but even so I think it is probably still quite hard for people to admit to being lonely I think just because of the fear that people will judge them but what I found is the more I talk about it openly, which is why I've just said it with such ease because I've kind of been doing that for the last year or so, the more other people say, oh, me too. Um, and then suddenly you feel a million times better because so much of loneliness isn't just about being lonely, it's about the fact that you feel lonely within the experience of being lonely. It's really layered. And then the fact that you can't tell anyone makes you feel even more isolated and more lonely and more just like this kind of, you know kind of like a loser i guess again an awful word but i think that's what people can tell themselves when they're when they're in that space and then the second you share it and someone else says oh me too it just lightens it lightens that load and i think i hope more and more people can kind of do that and share their experiences and then already you've got a shared experience there haven't you at that friend i met at a wedding we bonded by saying we're both really lonely (laughs) it's interesting obviously you had a slightly different lockdown experience but a lot of people have found that they you know they have their head in their phone i certainly do online you know friends on online platforms like there's so many connections i've made on instagram with women who i think are absolute killers like i think they're hilarious but perhaps i wouldn't have met them in day-to-day life do you see that as an avenue of making genuine friendships? Yeah, definitely. I, I love that. Um, I honestly think anything can be an avenue for a friendship. If you if you feel a spark of connection, wherever it is, I just say go for it. Just see what it becomes. Um, I actually had a really sweet connection. Another new friend in lockdown. So <laughs> I went on Radio 4 Women's Hour to talk about making friends as an adult, maybe back in September or something and someone who was listening found out i think i mentioned uh, the neighborhood i live in in north london and she dm'd me on instagram she was like i promise i'm not a weirdo i just heard you <laughs> on the radio and i'm also lonely and i wondered if you want to go for a walk and a bit of me was like oh that is a bit weird <laughs> but i said yes and um we now go we've been going for weekly walks ever since and i really like her i really like the kind of attitude of take a chance and i th- i think I mean, obviously within safety limits, but it feels less risky with friendship, doesn't it? It's sort of like, we're just trying to see if there's an honest connection of someone that you might just want to hang out and have a coffee with, or just share that you're having a bit of a crappy day with. It's not, I'm not seeking marriage. With friendship, there's more freedom because it's not like a relationship where, you know, normally you just have the one. It's, you can have as many as you want. And, you know, people can be different tiers of that friendship, Mm. you know? Like I have friends I will just, go for an occasional coffee with and then I have friends I see all the time and speak to constantly. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And I think there's a lot of space in friendship just to see where it goes. And I think that's definitely a positive thing. And I think it also, and it should do, take the pressure off it. If you're in a position where you think, I, I need some some more company in my life, I need some more friends, you don't need to go out and find the very best friend. This has to be the one, you know, the person's going to hold my hand when everything goes tits up. It, like you say, there's a friend friends for every occasion almost it's so true and i think if you do have that expectation or something similar it can actually make it a lot harder and just so much worse and it puts this pressure on it and then you can kind of get really disappointed and maybe disheartened if attempt number one doesn't work out and i guess that's what i'd say to anyone who feels like going on their own kind of journey to make new friends as an adult and it's don't kind of put all your eggs in one basket you know don't don't expect that first person you have a coffee with to be your new best friend forever and ever just see what's see who's out there see just kind of explore and have fun with it I think it's important also to touch on the kind of inevitability of friendships changing over our life like you know lots of like you say lots of people have a core group of friends that they're they've been tight with since they're the age of 11 and other people might look at that and go oh god I don't have that so I've done something wrong but people's lives change and relationships change and come and go out of your life is that kind of where you found yourself yeah, you know what, I think it, a lot of it was probably in my late 20s. I'd just had quite a big breakup. And so I I had a few years of being single at a time when a lot of my friends were getting engaged and married. Um, and I think that kind of disparity in our lives did change connections. Um, not with everyone, of course, lots of friendships can survive that. But with a lot of people, I realized maybe our friendships were just out, built out of convenience. And now we were in really different spaces. It just didn't work. And what's really funny now, actually, is I've just um, started a new relationship. <laughs> Another thing that's happened in lockdown that I did not <laughs> expect. Um, <laughs> and lots of my girlfriends who I've made in the last few years, we were all single. And so we've basically been single throughout our friendship and now I'm in a new relationship that looks a bit more serious. I've had to have loads of conversations with them and I didn't expect this would happen, but they've all, it's kind of come up with all of them really organically, which is, will our friendship change now you have a serious boyfriend? And it's just really interesting for me that this has happened. But the thing I love is that we're talking about it honestly. Now I know their fears, I can reassure them and be like, no, 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 I need you. I maybe need you more because now I'm going through something difficult and scary and amazing, but also difficult and I, I need you a lot more. So I think it's just super helpful to be able to be this open with your friends. And the thing that's amazing about starting f- making new friends later in life is you get to create the foundation of your friendship. So you get to set the tone. And it's not like friends you've had your whole life where maybe you never talked about certain things and now it's awkward. With these new friends, you can just set the tone and be like, actually, I am someone that brings things up. And if something's uncomfortable, I'd like to talk about it. If I feel like you're being weird, I'd like to ask you what's going on. That's, I think, a very good selling point for sort of why it should be encouraged to go out and find some, like, some new energy. <laughs> Even though you might 
be lucky enough to have these amazing childhood friends who you still want to be friends with, you will have new interests and new points of view and perspectives that you've gained across the years. And it's just so lovely to create the space in your life to make friends who share those new things with you as well. So if we were just going to boil it down to the very kind of key points, someone who's like, how to make for the very question is how to make friends as an adult. What advice would you give those people? Okay, so the first thing is to be open. You know, like genuinely be open to any connection, whether you're just standing in the queue at the supermarket on a Friday evening, um, whether you're back in the gym when we're allowed to do that or whatever it is. Um, just be open to the fact that a connection could be literally anywhere. And the next thing I'd say is you do need to make some effort. Like this isn't just going to fall into your lap. You have to be a little bit proactive with it. Um, whether that's suggesting a coffee with someone you often have small talk with, whether that's, you know, messaging someone on Instagram who you think seems really cool and you'd have a lot in common with. I do think you have to do something. There are also apps like Bumble BFF. One of my friends used that recently and was, she was like, honestly, the quality of women on here to be friends with compared to the men to date is incredible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Um, and I suppose the last thing is, you know, think about what kind of friends you want. And so what kind of friendships you want as well. Like, do you want a friendship that's just a bit more based around drinking and going out or do you want a friendship that's more based on sharing and being vulnerable and having really really honest conversations because if that is what you want you have to bring that energy too so you know you can kind of create that just as much as the person you're befriending Radhika, thank you so much. That was great fun and such great chat. I really enjoyed that one. I hope you did too. We'll be back next week discussing another submitted topic. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all back here next week. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.